Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Today, I've got something special in store for you, an exclusive flashback episode. These interviews, which I'll run a handful of times a year, feature guests from my transformational author experience, an online training I ran from 2011 to 2018, featuring top authors, publishers, and industry leaders. Some of these interviews are just too good to keep locked up in cyberspace any longer. So I'm bringing you one of my favorites today. Paul, I'm very excited because I have the amazing Lisa Nichols with me here for this class right now. And if you know anything about Lisa, you know that she is a woman who has walked an amazing path of transformation. You'll hear more about that in just a bit. Um, to now be one of the you know leading, most sought-after speakers and uh, impactful messengers literally in the world today. So I kind of feel like we have the perfect person <laughs> to be talking to about this very important topic of making a difference with your message and how this first step in the curriculum of paving your path of transformation is so um, deeply intertwined with your ability to truly make the difference that you are here to make. Because a difference, yes, it comes through the words you write, um, but as we'll be talking about today, so much of the difference that you make is because of who you become on this journey. So I, um, I'm sure you all know Lisa Nichols, um, have heard of her name, have heard her speak, have read her books, have seen her in The Secret, have, you know, been in her seminar rooms, I'm sure, but I just personally, you know, was blown away the first time I met her. I heard her speak at a conference in 2011, and I was just mesmerized at the incredible power this woman had to touch every single heart in the room. And not as, you know, the sage on the stage, if you will, but as someone who walked her path, you know, walks her talk, lives and breathes what it is that she's teaching. You could just feel the authenticity and her own transformation through every word she spoke. And, you know, we've been able to maintain in great contact. I've spoken at her events. I've served a lot of her clients and helping them write their books. And she's just an amazing human being. Now, that's my unofficial introduction. Um, the official introduction should, for some reason, you not know who Lisa Nichols is. But Lisa Nichols is one of the world's most requested motivational speakers, as well as a media personality and corporate CEO whose global platform has reached and served nearly 30 million people. Now, from a struggling single mom on public assistance, to a millionaire entrepreneur, Lisa's courage and determination has inspired fans worldwide and helped countless audiences break through to discover their own untapped talents and infinite potential. So welcome, Lisa. I'm so excited you're here with us right now. 
Oh, Christine, I'm so excited to be with you. I'm so excited for another opportunity to share and serve beside you, my friend. Mm, well, share and serve, I know you will do. Um, and you are here to be. Now, I think where I want to start with you, Lisa, is simply by asking, how did you pave your path of transformation from being on government assistance, right, to now being mm-hmm. a successful business owner and, you know, author, media personality who's making a map? I mean, 30 million people. Can you just talk a little bit about how you paved your own path of transformation to go from where you were to where you are and even where you're going, right? There's so much yeah. going ahead. Yes, yes. Well, thank you for asking. You know, it has been a journey of transformation. And, you know, um, it wasn't overnight, and it happened in layers. So the first part of my transformation really was all about mindset, that, um, you know, I wanted to get busy doing, 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 but I had to first really understand who I was being, being, being. And who did I want to become, become, become? And so um, I had to really invest in my mindset shift, which was things like this, learning more, um, understanding what scarcity or limited-based thinking look like and what does abundant thinking look like and, and, and what does it look like to um, walk through my fear and what does it look like to walk with my fear, what does it look like to run into and be in enough action until my fear dissipates into the nothingness that it always was. I just made up the story that I thought would occur in my life that made me fearful. What happens when I move into action and I allow the facts to replace the story? And so it was really about mindset shift initially, um, and then it was about um, finding markers way out in front of me, people like you, people like myself, people like, you know, some of the, the, the friends that have taught both of us and worked with both of us to understand where their lives were, how they were thinking, what they were doing to create a big stretch for myself and then get in radical action to make it happen. But I wasn't about busyness first. I really was about mindset first. I was about Mm. investing the pennies from my pocket into my mind so that my mind can show me how to transform my life. Um, Because what I I was just last night, um, I I was in Canada, and I was uh, sharing that um, if wherever your mind is, your lifestyle will have to follow. So instead of trying to spending a lot of effort changing your lifestyle, change your mindset, and your lifestyle will transform accordingly. And so um, I really became a student. And what's really funny, Christine, is that um, I was a decent student in school. I wasn't a great student in school. I was. I was a so-so student. I tried hard, but I was just a so-so student. I, had a, I was a C-plus average student. And um, when it came to the transformation of my life, A-plus all the way. I mean, it was, <laughs> when, when I was rescuing myself and my son and transforming our future into something barely recognizable, I studied longer. I played harder. I, 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 I was ready for any pop quiz on life. I really deep-dived into what, it, what would it look like if I changed my mental zip code. Uh, and then I, I stayed in action, and I gave myself deliverable dates. Every single goal had a deliverable date. Every single goal had a by-when date. And then I asked people to hold me accountable. Get this. Hold me accountable to the woman, 
that I was becoming. So I would share with them who I planned to be, the woman, the type of woman, not just the goal, the it, but the type of person, the type of woman, the type of mother, the type of friend, the type of CEO that I was planning to be in three years, along with all the you know, the milestone goes, and I asked them to hold me accountable to the woman I was becoming, not to the woman I had been. Mm. So incredibly powerful. I mean, that alone right there will transform your life. And the thing that I love about what you're saying, Lisa, and I hope that everyone is really picking up on this, it's actually what I just talked about in the first class. The first level of transformation, there are four levels you go through as a transformational author, and the first level is the transformation of the self. And here, I mean, Lisa and I didn't plan this, but here that's exactly what she's talking about, the beingness of who she was becoming right cuz she couldn't be who she was in the past in order to do what she's doing and be who she's being and impacted like she's impacting now so i love that you started with the mindset cuz i don't know about you lisa but i see a lot of people out there who are like okay i want to you know achieve this goal be an author you know whatever it is and they go about all these actions 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 but actions that are not being backed by yes. the mindset, yes. by the inner yes. journey, and then yes. you're hamster on a reel, you don't go anywhere, and you give up, or you're like, oh, this doesn't work, but you you started in the wrong place. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. When when you're really to when you're ready to have a transformation, you want to build your transformation on cement, not sinking sand. And the cement for a long-term, sustainable, realistic transformation is the renewal of your mind in every area. And you want to break it down for each area. You want to say, what's a renewal of my mind and a transformation around my health and wellness? And don't rush it. A lot of times when we're inside of change or we're pursuing something, we're extremely impatient. You can't Google download transformation, Christine. You and I both know <laughs> no, that. No, you cannot. You've you got to walk you it, can, man. You, no, you, got, you can Google download the word, but you can't Google download the experience. You can't microwave transformation. It's not made in the, in the microwave, and it's not on Google download. It, it's something that takes time and, and, and constant consistency. If there's nothing else, write that down. If you're hearing my voice, it takes consistency. It is a muscle that for most of us is, are, have been an atrophy, and you have to develop that muscle so that it works for you every single time. It kicks in the way that when you step your left foot out in front of you, you don't have to say, and right foot, step. Your right foot knows to come after your left foot. It's just natural. It's as natural as when you inhale, the next thing you want to do is exhale and vice versa. And so when you look at transformation in your health and wellness, deep dive into that and look at what does that look like. What's the distance between where you are today and where you want to be? Where do you want to be? Set it very clearly. Identify it. Know the details of it. Give it color. Give it texture. How will you feel when you're there? Attach a feeling to the transformation. And then in the middle are all the action steps that you need to take. And then do the exact same thing in your relationships. And by the way, in your relationships, 
relationships. There's like four categories just in relationships. It's not all clumped. There's your romantic relationship. Where is it now and where do you want it to be? And how will it feel when you're there? And then what are all the action steps in between? And then what your familiar relationship with your children or your siblings or your parents. And then your colleague relationship. And then your friendship and your community relationships. And then there's finances and business. And then there's, and then there's spirituality. So transformation is not something that you serve up with a, a teaspoon. Um, it's a dump truck. It's two dump trucks. In there. But, but, but you have to do it a teaspoon at a time. You can't yeah. just transform your life overnight because you read a great book, you know, and, 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 and you and I are the authors and creators of great books. It, it, it becomes something that you have to decide to deep dive into and always say, choose one area of your life a quarter and, and laser focus on one area or two max in a quarter. Don't try to do all of this because you'll live in overwhelm. And so transformation is something slow and steady, but it's consistent. And it may take longer than you thought to have the transformation you wanted. But when you get to the other side and you're living inside your transformation, because you're always transforming, I'm transforming today, when you're living inside the transformation, it would, when you build it on cement, not sinking sand, it's well worth the time you took to build it correctly. Mm, so well said. And that is exactly, like, that's where I really feel the connection is made between the path of transformation and re- – because there, I mean, let's face it, I and mean, people do try to do transformation in a box or transformation overnight or, you know, like uh, fabricated transformation, like, oh, I'm all – you know, I've been transformed, but right. it's just made up. Like, right. it's not real. It's not deep. Hollow. It's not embodied. It's hollow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't feel it in their cells. Now, it, for you, all of you listening, to get out there – and make the difference that you're here to make as an author, as a speaker, as a coach, as a trainer, as a CEO, wherever your path takes you. What Lisa's talking about here, like the 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 long journey, the true journey um, of transformation at the cellular level, like you know yourself to be someone different than you used to be, having that personal transformation is one of the best ways that you really can make a difference with your message because if it's hollow if it's hollow transformation like not the real stuff you just you really can't build on that it's like you're building on a house of cards and trust me i know i did that once before and it was i mean it was horrible i got everything i wanted the the money the fame i mean you know amazing you know multiple new york times number one best-selling author for years wrote the forward to my book but it was hollow because i hadn't yet become that person, and it all fell down, all fell down. And so, you know, I know if you're, if someone's listening to my voice now, you may want to say, okay, okay, what do I do first? Like, that's what I would be thinking now. Like, I'm sitting there going, (laughs) you're reading my mind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, if you're, if you're awake, awake, you should be asking that question right about now. Like, okay, what do I do first? And so there, like, for me, um, I'm real big on um, I'm real big on maps. I'm real big on a GPS. When I'm going somewhere, I need to know where I'm going, how to get there. I need a couple of backups, not just my phone, but I need to have it in the car. I need to have it on the paper. Like I just love to know exactly where we're going. And so, number one, I would go. I would honestly say make a list of what does it look like when it's done, when you've achieved that optimal 
health? What does it look like, feel like? What? Just make a clear list. And, and, and that's, that's, that's in the area of visualization. You know, like visualize it already done. Sit for a moment. Give yourself five minutes. Give yourself the gift of 12 minutes and sit and just see that part done. Financial success. Not just static goals, but what does the lifestyle look like? What does the relationship feel like? What are you doing on a daily basis? You know, how often do you go out? How often do you watch a movie together? How often do you make love? How often, like, get detail with it. Be okay with that. And then come out of that visualization and write that stuff down or record it if you're going to flow faster. If you're talking, get really connected to it so that you're not chasing something out in the abyss. You already saw it. You already felt it. You already know it in your, at a cellular, soulful level, and now you're just going through the details to get it. So I would say, one, get really, really clear with that. And then I'm real big on who's closer to that place or who's at that place that I might have access to. And access to me is through books, is through audio, is through workshops. It's not just I can call them on the phone. Ninety maybe 92% of the people who've taught me the most I've never met, I've never talked to, but, oh boy, did I study them. And they got me to where I am. They really did. They helped to get me to where I am. And so who is that person that really um, exemplifies that place? And you may have a different person for your finances and business than you have for your relationships. There was a gentleman that I learned from for three years and for business, and he was phenomenal. Anything he said to do business-wise, I did. Why? Because he generated a million dollars a month online. So he was pretty successful to me. He's someone to listen to. <laughs> yeah, someone to listen to. But I would, I would never listen to him about relationships because he was on his sixth marriage. So I knew exactly what I was going to him for. And so you may pick a different person for different categories. So I'd say number one is to visualize and then document what it looks like when you're there. Number two is to find someone who can take you further than you've taken yourself. Because the reality is you've taken yourself as far as you can take yourself in this area. And there's nothing wrong with needing support. Matter of fact, that's where the most wisdom is when you know you can open yourself up for someone wiser in that area to pour into you and expand who you are. Number three, set clear, attainable goals complete with by-when dates. Clear, attainable goals complete with by-when dates. And five, Get an accountability buddy that's not afraid of you, that's going to hold you accountable to the woman, to the man that you're becoming. Those are the first five steps. Thank you so much for sharing that because you're kind of, you're, you literally are painting a roadmap for people. Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's a question that I have because, you know, people hear you speak and it's like there must have been moments where you – doubted right there must have been moments where you're like come on god like what are you crazy you think i can do this like i'm not that that strong or i'm not that person or whatever i mean in those moments of doubt that you may have faced like how did you access that deeper um inner strength or belief or how did you get to that point below whatever the fear or doubt may have been to pull up from within you a 
that deeper truth that kept you moving forward on that path so you could make the difference with your message. How you mean you, you mean those times when I was crawled up in my bed in a fetal position crying out to God, God, please show me how to get clear, how to get out of this, how to change my life. You mean those moments when I was in the shower uh, crying, hoping my son, my five-year-old son at the time or my nine-year-old at the time, that he couldn't hear mommy cry because she was in the shower. Those moments... Those moments when I was yeah. sitting in my car right before I'm going into a place about to speak and be on stage, and I'm riddled with fear on how when I get off stage, how am I going to pay my rent? Are my lights going to be on when I go home? You mean those moments? Yes, I mean those <laughs> moments. Yeah, and I think it's like, good for everyone to hear. You know, yeah, that, that is. Those are the moments we all yeah. have. Yeah, and I know them in detail. I know them in detail. You know, <laughs> living color, huh? <laughs> right, living color. Literally, those moments when I don't want to open the notice from the bank, I know it's not a statement. I know it's another NSF check notice. You know, like those yeah. moments when I feel overwhelmed, when I know I have a gift in me. I know that I have a talent in me. I know that there's something special that I should be doing, but I just can't quite put the dots together. I just can't quite figure out the process of the how to do it. You know, I used to say there's only one thing worse than trying to figure out your gift. It's knowing your gift but not knowing how to give it to the world, <laughs> like trying mm. to figure out how to serve the world with your gift, you know. Um, and so I've had many, countless, too many to remember of those moments. And I can honestly say, Christine, that there have been several different things that have gotten me out of those moments. Number one, I would always say, and I still always say, matter of fact, not did, I still always say that, and I'm a big believer in God, and I would say, God, you would never, ever bring me this far to let me go right now. So I know that I'm on the A team. I know that. I know that as long as I'm doing good, I'm doing good with people, that I'm not going to be made a fool of. So so the, so the, the opportunity is in the strategy. It's not the what should I be doing. It's the how can I do it better. So I stop wondering, Christine, about should I be doing this? Am I good enough? I begin to go, well, if I am good enough, what if? What if I am good enough? What if I am designed to win? What if abundance is my birthright? What if? Now I just need to figure out the strategy. So strategy was less emotional for me than the whole it, it factor and why me. And I, and I stopped asking why me when I was 21 years old. I was, I was advised by a spiritual teacher um, that why me is a powerless, a powerless question because you might just get the answer. And the answer doesn't make you feel good. So I would ask a better question. And I recognize that the quality of your answer lives in the quality of your question. So in those moments when I was in a fetal position in my bed, crying into my pillow with my head smothered into the pillow so my son couldn't hear me, I would say, God, what should I do with this experience to make me stronger? God, what lesson are you trying to teach me right now that I need to acknowledge so that I can get through it and move on? And when I shared that, I say that with, I was on the Oprah show in 2007, and I shared that with her. I said, Oprah, I asked God, what lesson am I trying, is, is, is he 
working to give me so that I can get it. She goes, I asked the same question. I said, oh, good. And I know I'm asking the right question. If, if me and Oprah ask that question, it must be a good question. And so I began to change my questions. I never, since since I was 21 years old, Christine, which was just a, sh- a few short years ago, um, since I was 21, over 25 years ago, I've never asked why me again. Instead of asking why me, I ask a more empowering question that allows me to get an answer that fuels me forward. And the the question sounds like this. So if you can if you can hear my voice right now, you want to write down these questions. So I erase the question why me, and I ask the question: What lesson am I to get out of this experience? What muscle in my character is being developed right now? What opportunity? For forgiveness, love, and compassion is being presented to me. Show me clearly. Like I would ask those questions. And so when I got the answer, the answer fueled me forward. So really it started within those moments asking a better question so that I can even feel better while I'm still in the fetal position. Because it wouldn't get me out of the fetal position. I don't want to give anyone the illusion that I would ask the question and it would be so exciting and so empowering that I'd spring out of bed, dry my eyes, and go run a marathon. Heck no. I would crawl out of bed. I would get into a warm shower, and I would act as if the water is running off any disempowering thought in my body, in my head. I would allow the water to cleanse my soul. I'd get back out of the shower, and I'd ask God, can we start over again? Can I get a second chance? And what I know is that our spiritual God, in whatever form and whatever divinity and whatever form you call it, whatever you call it, is a God of a thousand second chances. And every time I got to 999, Christine, I would literally put my finger up like I'm doing right now. You can't see, but right now I got my finger out to my left side and I push it as if I'm pushing a reset button. Every time I got to 999, I would press reset and automatically know that my my divine higher power was giving me a thousand more second chances. And as long as I kept knowing that, I didn't judge myself too much. I didn't beat myself up too much. I'd realize that, like doctors say, we're practicing medicine. I would say I'm practicing daily being the best version of myself. So every day I get to practice again. Every day I get to press reset. Mm. This is so important because it's really hard to make the difference that you want to make with your message. And if you're not willing to forgive yourself and be a little gentle with yourself and understand that, yeah, you know, it's like we're human. We're human. I mean, some of you may be fully enlightened, awakened beings, like walking around without the human construct. (laughs) But most of us, like we function as humans and we fall and we fail and we make wrong decisions and we you know, do things that later on we're like, oh, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that or said that or written that or whatever it might be. But when you realize that you can wake up every day with a clean slate and bring your best forward that next day or from, you know, that warm shower forward into the same day, um, this is how you pave a path of real transformation. Yeah, you blew yeah. through those questions so quickly, but I want to <laughs> see if I caught them. I mean, I scribbled them down as fast as I could because I think that it's important for people to write them down because um, I know some of you right now might be having those days where you are in the fetal position in your bed 
you know, I know I, there were days I didn't even make it into the bed. I was just on the floor Girl, for I know. hours you in that position. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. the bed was just too much effort too to far. drop where too, I was. Too far, right. Too far. Yep, I get it. Um, so the questions to be asking, right, what lesson am I to get out of this experience? So that's one question to write down. And these are questions that will serve you today and serve you a decade from now and two decades from now as you continue to walk on this path. Because once you're walking on, it's not like, okay, I've arrived, I'm done. It's continual. It will continue. So um, these are great questions to have in your hip pocket. So what lesson am I to get out of this experience? And I think the second one was what muscle is and being my character is being developed right now. Yeah, what, being strengthened through this experience. What muscle in my character is being strengthened and developed through this experience? So what muscle in my character is being strengthened and developed in this experience? And then the third question was I know that it was the essence of it was around forgiveness, love, yes. and compassion. Right, so. Right, what what opportunity to expand my forgiveness, love, and compassion do I have right now? And you'll be blown away with how the answer drops into your soul. You can be more compassionate to people who are, you know, who are who are ego-driven. A lot of times I'm around people who are improving. they got to prove, prove, prove. And literally mm. I'm standing with them and I'm asking God, so what opportunity for compassion, love, and forgiveness do I have right now? Really not forgiveness because there's, no, there's no, nothing to forgive in that moment, but what always comes up is have compassion for this person because they they feel the need to prove their brilliance and you don't so give them the space and when I tell you it just moves me into such a generous space with people who otherwise can be grinding you know and difficult to have around because they're always one up they always I've done this I've done that well and when I lean into compassion it's they're still needing to prove something to me or to themselves and, and give them the space for that, Lisa. And then I lean back and go, oh, wonderful, great. And I'm really present to them with no judgment. Mm. Amazing. And you can see, like, you can see through every word that Lisa's speaking that she has walked this path of transformation profoundly. And And I have a feeling we're just – you know, getting the very, very, very tip of the iceberg. You are, think, you are, girl. You know I want to be so much more. <laughs> right? But it's like all of you can feel like, man, this is a woman who really walks it, you know, to admit that, you know, both of us to admit that sometimes the bed is just too much effort. The floor you can just drop on. You don't have girl. to climb up into it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I feel like... I feel like I need to be in such a place of surrender, too, that I go yes. to the floor. Like, I go to the yes. floor, and I don't go on my knees. Christine, I spread out, and I my face has to touch the floor because I need to let it all go. I need to let go of my fears. I need to let go of my ego, or ladies, my she-go. I need to let go of my righteousness, my make-wrong, my victim. Why? Why did they do it to me? Let it all go and go, God, what lesson? Give me my lesson now. Give me the character, the strength in which character muscle you want me to have right now. I surrender to you. I am willing. I'm willing to be taught. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to get back up. Show me the best step. Like I immediately go into, I'm, I, I'm a divine being. I'm a divine being having a human experience. So I'm going to go to my divinity every given time, every moment that I can. I'm going to surrender. 
surrender. Use me right now to do the highest good. I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm a mother. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a single mom. I'm a mother of color. All that stuff. But before and after all of that, I am a, a divine being. Use me. Use me and don't let my labels get in your way of using me. Because those are all labels. Don't let me get in my way. Don't let me get in your way. What's the assignment on my life? And I, and, and, and what I also do that leans into my transformation, considerably into my transformation, Christine, is that I don't wait for the fear to dissipate to lean into transformation. Most people wait for the fear to dissipate or they at least slow down when you fear, when you feel fearful. Well, for me, what I've done, and this sounds really odd, and I've just started saying this really verbalizing this. I've been living it for years, but I just have begun to articulate this in the last 90 days. So you're, you're one of the first people to even hear me articulate it. Was mm. what, I've, what I've done, um, I, I won't say better than most, but, but I, what I realize I, I do quite well that, that I think normally stops other people is I've learned to live and dance with my fear in such a way that my fear actually fuels me, it informs me, and I use it as an informant. So when I feel fear, I actually talk to fear. I'm at one with fear. I go, okay, I feel scared, so what do I need? And I literally go down, I need more information. I need to get someone else to co-sign off that this is a good idea or not. Um, I need to slow down. Um, I need to go ahead and stop, you know, acting like I'm, I'm doing it and just dancing around it and really do it. Like I really go into the fear. And so now, and it's only, be, it's only because, Christine, I've been afraid so much. Over the last 18 years, I've been afraid so much because the bigger you play, the bigger your breakdowns. The bigger you play, the bigger your breakdowns. If you ain't having breakdowns, you're not playing big enough. So we're always afraid of the next breakdown. We're always afraid of it. And so I realize that I'm going to keep playing big. And so I'm going to keep having breakdowns. They'll just be different breakdowns. They'll just be new breakdowns. And that's not a bad thing because the moment you test your system, the moment you max out your system, you're going to have breakdowns because you've never done that next level system before. You've never done it. You've never played at that next level. You've never danced at that next level. You've never produced at that next level. So you're going to have breakdowns, but breakdowns are the doorway to breakthroughs. Breakdowns are the doorways to stronger systems. Breakdowns are the doorways to better communication. Breakdowns are the doorways to some of the best relationships you've ever experienced. So I stopped making breakdown a bad, dirty, horrific thing that explodes the room. Also, I realized that I, I'm, I'm always afraid. I've, I've always been afraid of having breakdowns. That's naturally what we are. We're afraid of it not succeeding. We're afraid of being embarrassed. We're afraid of other people's perception of us if it doesn't work. All of those things are your fear of a breakdown. And so what I got intimately connected with was, okay, I'm actually okay being afraid. And I'm okay if I have a breakdown. Like I made all the stuff that I was that was uh, paralyzing me okay. And it wasn't. I didn't just say it and it became okay. I really had to look at what would happen if I had this breakdown. What happens to who I am? What happens to my integrity? What happens to my community? And and all the answers could be handled. And so I what if and what if and what if until there was nothing left. And then I went okay. And then I began to learn how to run and leap afraid. Mm. I say all that to say I learned how to run. Like I don't even walk slower. I don't trot. I run and leap 
with knees freaking knocking and teeth freaking chattering, girl. And I run and leap. And what you see is, oh, my God, she's so courageous. And what I say is, oh, my God, I'm so bold. But now everyone gets to hear <laughs> what it takes to get there. And the the question that I want to ask everyone is, you know, because this is so powerful what you're saying, Lisa, and I just want to ask everyone, like, honestly, I want you to assess for yourself. Do you think that if Lisa Nichols, it's like if you're not willing to walk the path for real, don't fool yourself into thinking that, oh, I'm going to change the world and make a difference with my message by doing the light version. Um, the light version of transformation, the surface transformation, is not what we're talking about here in this program. It's not what I want for you. It's not what Lisa wants for you because we both know the value of the true transformation and the impact that that has in helping you make the difference that you're here to make with your message. So. Anything else you want to add on that, Lisa, before I kind of get into our last uh, question or two here? Well, I just want to add to that, you know, um, the the woman that you are becoming, the man that you are becoming requires every, say every, like I want, even though I might not be able to hear you at home, still say every, it requires every experience that you've had to put you on this path, like every experience is fuel. If you look at it and relate to it as if it were fuel versus your fortress, holding you back from your your path to transformation, holding you back from your next best version of yourself. If you look at everything as fuel, now, like fuel, sometimes fuel doesn't smell good. Fuel is fertilizer. You know what fertilizer smells like. Like sometimes fuel comes in a packet that you didn't ask for. But if you can use everything that's occurred in your childhood, in your relationship, in your marriage, in your love relationship, in your sibling relationship, in your work experience as fuel to the woman you are becoming, to the man that you are transforming into, everything is fuel. And then from this day forward, you actually go through it knowing it's fuel. Now you have to transpose the relationship, your your mindset to it as if it were fuel. But when you go through it as if, ah, this is fuel. You'll accelerate through it quicker. You'll come through it more powerfully. You won't ever wonder if you'll stand on the other side. You're walking through to stand on the other side because standing is the only way you can tell the story. And so i got to tell you, the things that I've gone through recently, you know, my challenges now are all six-figure challenges or lawyer-based challenges or, you know, cry for 28 hours challenges. I mean, they're, they still come. Uh, They still come. They're just bigger with more zeros. They require a bigger team to help me get out of it, you know. Um, I went through a challenge a year and a half ago, and the only way I knew what time it was or how long I, I was in bed was my son brought me dinner, then he brought me breakfast, then he brought me lunch, then he brought me dinner again, and then he brought me breakfast. Like, that's the only way I could tell what time it was, was my son oh, bringing, wow. me, bringing me meals. I, I was floored. And um, and I laid there and let myself cry. I let myself, um, you know, just kind of feel it. And then when I got up, I never stopped running because I never wondered 
what I get up, and I never wonder what I run. I just gave myself the time I needed to breathe and pray and and feel the real emotion as a human being, you know, and not negating. Like, I love what you said earlier, Christine. Sometimes some people are so conscious they don't have a human experience. Well, I have a human experience every day. And so I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself permission to have that, but I'm also on a divine assignment. And I give myself mm-hmm. permission, to, and I give myself permission to be on that. So I'm a human being on a divine assignment, and I let them live together. And my divine assignment will always require my human experience to get up and get moving and get loving and get forgiving and get apologizing and get asking for um, and asking for forgiveness and get setting healthy boundaries. Like my divine assignment will call, will require me as a human being to operate at a higher level. Now, in my humanity, I'm codependent. In my humanity, I'm, I'm, I'm Miss 911. If you got a problem, call me. I'll take on your problem. I don't need to do that. In my human experience, I want to protect my heart, and the moment I feel like I'm hurt a little bit, I want to retreat and pull back from you. In my human experience, you know, I want to fix everybody who comes to me needing fix versus allowing them to fix themselves. In my human experience, I want to financially fund everybody in my family who's having financial challenges. That's in my human experience. On my spiritual journey, I look at what's the highest good for me first because I can only serve from my overflow. I can't serve you from a depleted tank. And so it's okay for me to go, I need to love you from my overflow. So what are my basic needs first? Because when I take care of my basic needs, then I can be of greater service to anyone and everyone around me. And so, and so, um, and then I go and I deal with all of the things that are, um, my human experience from a spiritual perspective or, or I deal with my spiritual journey in a human body, but I allow them to live and coexist. Yeah, and then, I mean, I'm so grateful, Lisa, for your time today because this is so important for everyone to understand because I'm sure we probably have some listeners who, you know, had Lisa Nichols up on a pedestal, right? Like somehow you've walked some, you know, uh, easy path, silver platter, and here you are serving tens of millions of people. But I think, the, the, you know, what you're talking to, the humanity, both the heart and soul for you know, liberating everything that you're here to be as the divine being that you're here to be, you know, coupled with the very human experience of those things Absolutely. that, you know, show up every day. I mean, talk about the path of a transformational author. I mean, this this is what we're talking about here. So I hope this has just helped you all sort of open your eyes and open your hearts. And maybe just in this one um, class right now with Lisa, maybe you're feeling even more of a sense of, compassion and love and gentleness for yourself because some of you may have been walking this journey like what's wrong with me you know i i'm supposed to be this transformational author like i have this message that i want to share that i think can really make a difference in the world and i'm like honking like crazy at the guy in front of me that won't just turn you know when he can turn when you're out driving or whatever it is and i think sometimes we wrestle with you know marrying um, of the divinity and the humanness as we go forth as the teachers and speakers and, you know, leaders and authors that we're here to be. And I just feel like you may have um, unlocked a lot of that for our listeners today. So as we wrap, Lisa, if there's one main thing, like one golden piece of wisdom 
that if it's the only thing that someone walks away with from this class right now from you, what is that nugget, that gift, that piece of wisdom you want them to take with them from everything you've said or perhaps even something you haven't said yet? I would say become radically, radically committed to blowing your own mind. No one else's. Don't try to impress anyone. Can you blow your own mind? Just blow your own mind. Surprise yourself. Blow your mind with the way you love the perceivingly unlovable, the way you were able to forgive the perceivingly unforgivable, the way you played full out and beyond. Can you blow your mind with how quickly you got back up? Can you blow your mind with how long you stayed on your face, on your knees, talking to God? Can you blow your own mind with the way that you gave yourself a thousand second chances with grace and ease and compassion? Can you blow your own mind? Are you willing to blow your own mind? pursue blowing your own mind and you'll take care of everybody else. It's when you look at other what you can do to impress other people that distract you. But can you blow your own mind? Can you turn your 70% up to 159% and go, wow, I did that. Like, that's what I would leave you with. Just And, and, and make it okay that you're turning into you. Because when you turn into you and you fill up your tank and you and you move yourself into overflow, we're the beneficiaries of that. We're the beneficiaries of that. So so move away from trying to serve me first. Do you first. Do you as well as you can do you. Serve you, love you, forgive you, honor you, celebrate you, have compassion for you, and then all of that will overflow onto me. Blow your mind. Can you blow your mind? Can you spend the next 90 days saying, what can I do that makes me say, wow, in the shower? Wow. Look at my life. Look at who. So that would be my one nugget. Uh, I hope you've all written that down. Become radically committed to blowing your own mind. Uh, If we could all do that, imagine the world we would live in. Yeah. And the way we would love, the joy we would have. Mm-hmm. Imagine if people mm-hmm. walked around, 7 billion people walked around, they'd already blown their own minds. How excited we'd be to, to serve each other. How excited we'd be to be together. The joy that would emanate from our souls and our spirit. And I, and I say that because you probably won't hear something like that in a series like this because we're so into serving others and show up for others. I'm going to say, can you radically show up for you? Because when you show up for you and then I come in your space, I get the best version of you. Mm. I don't want the sacrificial martyr version of you that's suffering for the sake of the people. I want to get the you that's loving from your overflow. So well said. And I love that this is where we're ending because it just really feels like, you know, the perfect place to send people off from today because, you know, we kind of took it all the way up. Why are we doing this anyway? We want to see the world a better place. We want to know that we've made our difference. And, man, if we start with blowing our own minds, um, you know, what can happen out there in the world as a result is just infinite. So, Lisa, as always, such a blessing to just be with you and spend time with you. I hope you enjoyed today's flashback episode. I'm sure you can see why I wanted to dust this interview off and share it with you today. Be sure to keep listening for more great flashback shows coming up in the future.
And now it's time for the regular show close. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in. 